G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's take some time to talk about the poor in India and a good initiative that draws attention to the ministry work of one Christian organization that's using the popular film called The Lion. Now, in India, the lowest caste and often the poorest people are known as the Dalits, who are among the most marginalised people in India. In 70% of India's rural villages, members of other castes will not eat or drink with a Dalit. The little boy Saru in the movie The Lion is from the Dalits. Let me make a special welcome to Jonathan, who is director of the Dalit Freedom Network, to talk about his initiative and get an update about what's going on in India. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks, and thanks for having us. And Jonathan, from the outset, let me say to listeners that we'll only call you Jonathan today. It's not that you don't have a surname, but uh, things are getting so hot in India uh, that Christian ministries are finding themselves at risk. Uh, So we are being a little cautious with your surname. Uh, Give us a, a quick overview, the sorts of things, the developments that have been going on in India with the government there and Christian ministries. Yes, Neil, I think... Uh, just over three years ago, there was a, a federal election. There was a, uh, the BJP party came into power. Uh, Prime Minister Modi, uh, he's done a lot of um, really good things in the in India, uh, but he's also comes from a, a quite a right wing Hindu uh, party. And I think over the last three years, we've we've seen quite a significant increase in. Uh, not just Christian ministries, but, but all sorts of not-for-profits and NGOs being uh, scrutinised by the Indian government. Um, I, it's hard to work out the exact number, uh, but we certainly know that at least 11,000 organisations have been uh, removed from India. The main way they do that is that they, they stop your ability to import foreign funds into the country. And uh, there's been some quite uh, high-profile organisations that that's happened to. And I guess the saddest part out of it is that those who get hurt the most from that are generally the poorest of the poor um, because a lot of the people from around the world who are trying to do good work in India are obviously focusing on those extremely poor communities of which there are a large number. So you have this rise of Hindu nationalism in India and blockages to funds getting through to Christian mission organisations. And when you say a number 11,000 organisations that have been removed from India, that really does illustrate that there is a slowing of that process of getting the gospel out and helping the poor in India. It, 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 and you're not so affected by that? How has it affected the Dalit Freedom Network? Well, we we are uh, Dalit Freedom Network all around the world. And uh, within India, we are a Good Shepherd Ministries. It's a totally Indigenous work that goes on there. 
and uh, we, for instance, with our, our schools, with Good Shepherd schools, we we don't farm them out to anyone else. So they're not third-party schools that we're running or having a partnership with. We own the land and the buildings. The teachers are employed by us. Um, we certainly provide a, a school curriculum that is a, a Christian worldview, uh, and that's very clear. It's English-based. But we're also there very much in order to give uh, the Dalits and the other uh, marginalised people there the best education that we can so that they're prepared for, for um, moving out of the, the social order that they find themselves and, and being able to get gainful employment. And so certainly we know that we're observed by the government, but I think that we're... Um, Walking okay at the moment. Uh, we, I don't think we take anything for granted, but we, we certainly have a good reputation as a school system. Um, and I think one of the great things that the Christian worldview brings is that, that all men and women are created equal and in the eyes of God. And, you know, for, for a Dalit person to hear that, that's extremely good news because that's not something they've probably ever heard before. Now, you've got 107 Good Shepherd schools across India. Uh, there's more than 26,000 mainly Dalits and backward caste children who are in those schools. And as you say, this idea of being created equal in the image and likeness of God, uh, these children are being educated in an understanding that they are not less than other people. Is that the way it works? A- absolutely. And it's... Uh... It's incredible to watch it as young people grasp this um, because they, they come from families where, generally speaking, their mum and dad would go out to work each day doing the most simple of labouring jobs in their village, maybe out in a field or uh, manual scavengers, picking up garbage off the street, uh, have someone in their family cleans out the, the sewer tanks which is a particularly dreadful job that Dalits do in India. Uh, mainly their parents would be illiterate. And so for these children to be hearing this worldview and realising that their life doesn't have to be that, uh, it, it's quite incredible. And 107 schools, 26,000 you know, children, it, it's an incredibly large enterprise and very, very exciting. Now, to be a part of it. Jonathan, uh, this young boy, Saru, who is portrayed in the movie The Lion, and really it's not that long out of cinemas, a lot of our listeners will have seen The Lion, been impressed by what is, what is an amazing story and a real connection to Australia. But you've got this initiative because the young boy, Saru, actually is a Dalit, uh, that you're going to combine the screenings of that movie and a way that people can connect with the work that your mission organisation, the Dalit Freedom Network, is doing. How are you doing that? Yeah, what we're doing is we're showing the movie in four cities over the next two weeks, in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Brisbane and in Adelaide, uh, and the details are on our website. But uh, what we're going to do is show the movie, and at the beginning of the movie we're just going to give an introduction as to what we do uh, and, and tie it in to the story of Saru, which is a fantastic story of, of 
a couple in Tasmania that wanted to make an impact and a huge change in the lives of a couple of Indian boys, which they did very successfully, and just tie it back into this is what our aim is to do in India, but we want to do it with 26,000 young people and give people an opportunity to partner with us. Because all of these, obviously, it's not hard to see that people from the from Dalit communities are incredibly poor. Uh, they can't really afford to go to school. And so we have a, a very simple child sponsorship program. We have people that track with these kids all the way through uh, to their finishing education. And, and we're going to give people an opportunity to partner with them because we, we still probably have eight to 10,000 children that are unsponsored at the moment. And we would love to get them sponsored and, uh, and then open up some more schools, which would be just wonderful for us because 107 uh, is a lot, uh, but it's, it's nowhere near the number that are required. Okay, this will benefit those who are in capital cities most uh, because the screenings and the way you do this is you hire out the cinema and you're going to screen the film and you want people to stream into those cinemas and they will be encouraged and they'll be exposed to the ministry work that you're doing and when they've seen the movie and had a wonderful entertaining experience and been moved by what is an emotional story uh, that you'll be asking people to sponsor children who are in any of these 107 schools. It's just a great initiative. Let me say where it's on. In Melbourne on the 22nd of May at Palace Baldwin, in Sydney on the 23rd at One Family Church in Granville, Brisbane on Friday the 26th at New Farm Cinema and in Adelaide Sunday, May 28th at Mitcham Wallace Cinema. Jonathan, stay with us. More to talk about what's going on in India and with this initiative that you're up to, but we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're talking a little about the poor in India and an quite amazing and creative initiative that draws attention to the ministry work of the Dalit Freedom Network using the popular film called The Lion. We're speaking with Jonathan. He's the national director of the Dalit Freedom Network. Jonathan, you were recently in India and you were talking with uh, those families and children who are a part of the 107 schools that you've got running, how are they responding to uh, some of the changes that have happened with uh, and some of the more difficult uh, circumstances financially that's, that have come upon India in this time? Neil, from what I observe, they're responding incredibly positively. We, um, in these 107 schools, when we go into these schools or into these villages, um, we just don't take a school and just set it up, we, we would firstly go in and rent a small building and just try it for a couple of years to see um, how the village and the local area will respond. Generally, it's very positive. And then we will go out, purchase some land, and normally we don't buy anything less than two acres, and we build quite a substantial school there. Um, but the schooling is not there on its own. <clears throat> Wherever we have a school, we always have a full-time healthcare worker attached to that school and they're there for the health of the children you know to make sure that that they have simple medicines that are not going to keep them away uh, from school with basic illnesses and they teach them basic hygiene as well and one of the things we found is that once schools get established these healthcare workers within a 
they can get all the work done in the school generally in two days. And that actually frees them up to move into the village and then start offering health care around the village, particularly to, to women, uh, which could be you know, teaching on uh, hygiene, um, HIV and AIDS and other communicable diseases, but also just on <clears throat> birthing uh, and other things that we often take quite for granted here in Australia. So when you add education and then healthcare, it's quite an impact that you have. But then also, because a lot of these people are incredibly poor, we have a microfinance uh, side to the, the organisation. And so we would go in there and also um, run training and skill development programs. And uh, hundreds and, and actually thousands of people go through this every year. And when they come out the other end, they, they actually have skills in a variety of areas that, that can actually earn them a complete livelihood and just increase, if you want, the GDP of their family. And then always underpinning that, we would start a small fellowship, a church, a Good Shepherd church in the community there. Um, and I think those four things, when added together, really hold up and, and make a community something that can be healthy. Education, health care, um, gross domestic product or, or just earning an income, and then a spiritual side to life. When you combine all those things and you're there for two or three or four years or more, I think you begin to have a, a really significant impact on the community. What you're doing is bringing about uh, an incredible transformation in people's lives because as we talk about the Dalit people, well, they're the ones who have been considered untouchables, less than human, uh, worthy only yep. to be slaves and to be broken and to be crushed. Uh, but when they come into your care, when the kids are going to your Good Shepherd schools, when families are touched by that, when they're connected to a local church, I imagine a whole community mindset can begin to change and families can be completely transformed. And and suddenly uh, children aren't dreaming of, well, one day I might cut wheat in the paddock with my father or, um, you know, I'll get a bag and I'll scavenge the streets for garbage with my dad. They're, they're dreaming and saying, well, I might go and become an accountant or I might go and be a ballet dancer or an artist. Uh, and these things, and and uh, to hear this coming out of the children's mouths is really remarkable. When we were there very recently, we were at a school that was about three and a half hours out of Hyderabad. There were 489 students at the school, and we, we were talking to the, the final year students who were about to sit their exams, and just to hear what their intentions were at the end of high school, it just about brought a tear to your eye and the principal stood up and very proudly and rightly so said that no child has gone through the school and and completed the end of high school and not gone on to tertiary education which as each year goes on I know adds a little bit more pressure on all the students coming through but what a what a wonderful testimony of how Good Shepherd schools are having a significant impact and we then also met a girl a Dalit girl who had just represented her state in the netball championships nationally. And, I mean, as Australians, we know how seriously we take our sport. And if ever any of our children represent our state, I mean, we're just so proud and pleased. 
But to think a Dalek girl so remotely located could even have learnt the game of netball and then had the opportunity to reach a national level was very, very encouraging. It's the difference between a hopeless future where no one cares and where you are oppressed at the highest extremes and to having a future that's filled with hope and anticipation of good things, of of a life coming together that's meaningful and uh, able to be used in an amazing way by God because you're raising these children in these schools uh, to have a, an appreciation of faith in Christ, of a Christian worldview. Let me come back to the film. Uh, the film is called The Lion, and of course it stars Nicole Kidman, and Saru, the boy in the film, is portrayed, he is a Dalit. So he's in this class that you're out there working with in India. When people go along to the movies, you're going to be hoping that they're going to sign up and become a sponsor of these kids. It's something that is worthwhile for every family, I imagine. I think so, Neil. The people that sponsor children currently, they absolutely love it. They love communicating with them, hearing how things are changing in their society. Just right at the minute, I think it's, uh, 567 students are just graduating out of high school and uh, going on to further studies. And and so for a lot of our sponsors, they will then move on and get another child. But what a wonderful uh, way to spend $40 a month and think, well, there's another 500-plus uh, Dalit children that are going to go on they won't all necessarily go on to tertiary education, but they might go on and get trades and other skills. And I think we're having making a transformation, as you said, in Indian communities that's only going to grow. And a good initiative, too, with the movie The Lion. And I'll let listeners know where they can see it. In Melbourne, Monday the 22nd of May at Palace Baldwin, in Sydney, Tuesday the 23rd, One Family Church in Granville. For Brisbane listeners, Friday, May the 26th at New Farm Cinema in Adelaide on the 28th at Mitcham Wallace Cinema. And you'll be able to visit that website, dfn.org.au. That's the Dalit Freedom Network website, dfn.org.au, and you'll be able to find out when those screenings are on and get some more detail about the Dalit Freedom Network. Jonathan, thanks so much for taking part today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.